Hello and welcome to the No Sell Podcast, your weekly home for all things wrestling. This week we get to review everything that we talked about last week here. POWs, Pro Wrestling's event, the Elimination Chamber, and New Japan Battle in the Valley. It's the two-man power trip this week as I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside with the enforcer, the Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. Quite the weekend we just had of wrestling, Joe. Power packed. Yeah. And of course, a couple of shows this week, uh, big time happened in the world of wrestling as well. Yeah. Well, at least one big one and one medium sized one. Mm, yeah. Um, so let's talk about POW, shall we? Heart Punch. Uh, sadly, you couldn't make it. Uh, you had other uh, a situation. Yep. Um, but I'll tell you this, sir. Yeah. I won't. I will not lie. You you missed out. Like it was electric. In I, the, and uh, world pies. I've heard nothing but excellent, excellent, excellent things about uh, the world pies location. Yes. And I look forward to March seventeenth because I will be in the house for that one. Yeah. Um. So. With you not being able to make it, and the little database couldn't make it, so I had a couple. I had, we bought, I want to say six or seven tickets, and um, with people not being able to make it, I was able to get three people who never been to a POW show before, and then oh. my brother brought my, uh, my niece, who's like eleven, I want to say, to Jeez. the show, and. They had a fantastic time to the point where the, when the intermission hit, my niece came up to me because they announced the the next show. And my niece is like, I need tickets. I need to come. <laughs> uh, that, that makes me happy to hear. It was uh, electric. That's awesome. Not surprised. But, but that's yeah, awesome. It was like one of those... <clears throat> um, like, you know, we as many, <clears throat> sorry, as many shows we've been to, um, you know, this was like the loudest, I think, that we've been to a show. And because it was all ages and kids were screaming, yelling the entire show. Um, you know, Mr. Ulala was fantastic screaming back. My buddy Nigel, who uh, been to a couple shows with us for like Defy and, um, up in Portland shows, he was just laughing, laughing just because how fun he was watching this. And like, he instantly, he instantly took to Chris Brady. Yep. Everybody's favorite homeboy. Um, but it was overall a fun time. And like at the moment we have like 10 people wanting to go to the show next time with us. That's flipping awesome. Yeah. It, uh, really goes to show you one i know i've missed the last two shows which i feel terrible about but you're you're and, and i know they were off a couple months before that but you really kind of felt like they were gathering momentum at the end of last year mm-hmm. and it sounds like they're just hitting home runs now which is awesome yeah and it goes to something that uh, i know mr ulala i heard him talking about in another place and that is the fact that this company is based more off storyline progression and stuff like that, as opposed to just what current, like be honest, what most current indies are. And that's just, 
work rate, work rate, work rate, high spot, high spot, high spot, super indie matches. Mm-hmm. And I would much rather take the storyline progression with your with a semi regular crew. That that's yeah. the way to go for me. So, like there was eight matches at the card, uh, and like eight of the seven of them had a storyline going into it. That's the way to do it. Uh, uh, so uh, the matches that took place, uh, the first match of the night was Sonico, who was supposed to be taking on Zicky Dice, but uh, for the wrestling with for the wrestling with regret title, but uh, Zicky had flight delays issues, so he couldn't make it. So yeah, they my, brought in. Oh, hold huh? on, my suspicion is that Sonico canceled his flight. That's my suspicion. Uh, you know, we were wondering if it was the real Sonico the whole time when he when the match was happening. Um, but it turned out to be the real one. Uh, he took on, they flew in uh, Levi Shapiro. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, and I like that. I like that. Yeah. I like that. You know, they brought someone else in, but it was somebody who'd been here before. Yeah. And like, it was, I would, I would say this. It was crazy to see because you would think Levi would be the baby face, right? Yeah. Nope. Sonico was the baby face in this match. Something you're saying doesn't compete with me, Sonico. <laughs> yeah, he was the babyface because there was at points in this match of Levi like, so this is your, uh, you know, this is your man, huh? And the crowd, you know, the kids were, yeah, you know, just screaming their heads off and, you know, rooting, you know, rooting Sonico. It was crazy to see this. I was like, the whole time, like, Sonico's the heel here, but then all of a sudden, like, midway match, they flipped it to Levi being the heel. Uh, I'll just tell you this: that in uh, in in the small portion of Blanchard Country that I live in, Sonico will never be the baby face. I agree. I agree. Um, the winner and the interim wrestling with regret uh, champions, Levi Shapiro, which I was thrown off by. I'll be honest, but it made but it made more sense once you once they went the heel route because. You know, coming off the last show we went to Sonic with Sonico, he almost attacked the old man in the front row. Um, yeah. You would think he would be the heel. And that's what my mindset was going into this. I'm like, oh, he's the heel. And they flipped it halfway. And I'm like, okay, because my buddy Nigel, he's like, hey, who wins the who, who do you think is going to win this match? And, you know, that, you know, in the old wrestling ways of, well, when the new person gets put in the match they're going to win this, you know, win the, win the match. And in my head, I'm like, I don't think so though. Not this time. Mr. Ruala must be uh, related to uh, Rene Goulet. He's following mm-hmm. that old New York eighties philosophy. I like it. It works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Levi wins and then it sounds like it would be him versus Zicky at a upcoming show. Um, they didn't announce when, but to, uh, to, uh, you know, Combine both titles, so we have that going. Cool. Uh, second match of the night was the Blanchards taking on Charlie Avell and Chris Brady. Uh, what you're going to tell me, Joe, is that, of course, the Blanchards steamrolled this team and won in a matter of seconds. I wish I could say that, but I can tell you this, sir. I can tell you this, though. The Blanchards did win. Okay. But so, their storyline... Oh, oh, oh. But there's storytelling, sir, and this is why Pal's fantastic and fun. What's storytelling that? here, sir. Chris Brady gets the hot tag, knocks, boom, 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 does his stuff. Avell tags himself in. 
Brady gets tagged back in. Boom, boom, boom. Avell tags himself back in. I got this. I got this type stuff. Is that yeah. storyline of, okay, dissension with the t- newly formed tag team already. And you know what? The Blanchards are going to eat that alive. Yep. And they did. And they won. So it, it's that it's that fun type thing of them getting into it. And then uh, as they're getting, then Avell and Brady start getting a shoving match. And then Drexel comes out to separate them. And then, yeah. uh, you know, Brady's like, hey, I'm going on my own now. I'm, you know, thanks for the teaming up this last show, but I'm out. I like it. Yeah, so we, there was dissension between these two. And um, uh, Drexel's already out there. He's like, all right, bring out Malcolm Flex. Let's do this match. The winner of this match will be uh, being the special guest referee for uh, the main event tonight. Uh, Flex won, which, you know, you would assume because of the storytelling from the last pay-per-view of Flex winning the main event leading into... Uh, him getting the title shot, but in the contract with Vinny, he got the title shot. Still, uh, I'd rather have that because we know that at least with uh, Malcolm Flex, we're more likely to get a uh, somewhat more down the down the middle call. Uh, I can't oh, help but would have been totally pro funny bone. Sir, don't worry. When once I get to the main event, I will. I will just leave it at this part, sir. The the uh, the fix was in. And I'll leave it at that. Um, Dr- Flex wins, but however, it's Charlie costing Drexel the match. Uh, wow! Uh, okay. Charlie came. Charlie came in and hits him with a chair. Uh, Flex with the chair, and Dr- you know, uh, Charlie's saying that he was just trying to help. Interesting. Yeah, it was. Um, my joke is wasn't a good. It wasn't a good night for uh, Charlie. You know dissension with his tag team uh, partner and then his mentor dissension again hopefully he at least got some pizza maybe uh i saw some of the uh i saw some of the wrestlers go get pizza and i didn't see him go and get one so <laughs> um uh, that's right you're right you know only winners gets pizza Right, Levi. Levi did win and sonic was yeah levi was one of the wrestlers so he did win so um, but again, we're starting off electric. Like it was, I was watching my niece and my, uh, brother showed up early and they it, like legitimately, this is first come first serve type stuff. And yeah. boy, golly, I got there at six fifteen, and it was like, you know, choose your pickings of seats. So we sat like right across from them and my, you know, my niece is 11. She's into wrestling, but not at the same time. You know, still young and all that. And I'm watching her, and she's on her phone. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, this is, you know, uh, a little disappointing that she's on her phone, you know, just because she's there and stuff. But it turns out that she was just filming the show. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And then, and then her phone died after, like, match two. So, uh but I'm just watching her and her, she's reacting to everything. Like, oh, oh, mouth, uh, hand over mouth, gasping. Like, oh, no. Like, it's just fun. It was fun to see who she went for the whole time. That's, that's um, 
the next match was uh, Dr- uh, <clears throat> sorry, uh, Drake Kwan taking on Spencer Scott for a bounty match. There was a $5,000 bounty on one Scott by one Jonas. Th- and uh, back and forth match. Every match so far has been good. Uh, back and forth. You know, Kwan was awesome. Uh, he has a noggin and he used it. Uh, however, you know, bounty match and one uh, Spencer Scott gets the roll up, and then after the match, one Jonas comes out to attack him. Until Pat Perez, uh, who has his arm in a sling, still comes in with a baseball bat of all weapons, and uh, Jonas then challenges Perez to a match at at an upcoming show, and he's like, you know what? Since I'm being, uh, I'll be a a good, honest guy. I'll have my back, one of my arms tied behind my back. So we'll have a uh, one arm one arm match, and then if Perez wins, they get the five thousand dollar bounty, and the crowd lost it <laughs> for uh, the flaming aces. Just straight yeah, up awesome. lost it. The high energy crowd pleasers, yeah. So far, this sounds a hell of a show. Yeah, it, it, it dude, it, it was, it, you know, I, I, I might say this might have been one of their best shows they've done so far, just because it was electric with the fan being there. Like, Blood Rally's been fun, but then I'll be honest, there's been some matches and it's just like the, like the crowd's just dead, and you hear like a, uh, you know, a, come on or something like that's it. But like, to be honest, this whole night it was just electric with panamonia from the fans being in every match being behind you know all the baby faces the booze came uh people throwing uh stuff in the ring uh, um um what rh does i'm blanking right now fly uh streamers streamers yeah they were throwing streamers into the ring you know, the throwing streamers jonas gets caught up on him as he's trying to leave and you know telling that you know the Jonas was awesome with the trying to talk because he had a uh, Drake in front of him. Like, hold me back. You know, if this, he wasn't here, I'll be a, whooping yeah. you. But he's holding me back. You know, and the crowd's, you know, chanting and stuff. And then he just tells him, like, hey, who has the mic around here? Shut the hell up type stuff. And it was it was fun. Uh, the next match was a the six man, the uh, Caden Cassidy, Dr. Cleaver and King Naja taking on Derek Shaw and the Hammer Brothers. Again, I bet the were over. Oh, they were over. Uh, they are selling the vests, they're selling hats, they're selling orange shirt, like construction shirts, and the orange was around everywhere. That's awesome. Like, I don't know if he bought the vest from them, but uh, the producer saw a fan there with a vest on and a uh, on and glasses and um, a scarf and. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she couldn't understand the wardrobe. He's like, do we trust this guy? I'm like, well, he's wearing a hammer. I think that's a hammer brothers vest. So yes. Um, fun match. Uh, cr- kids ch- chanting for the, uh, sledgehammer to, uh, sit on one of the guys' face, um, kick yeah. him in the balls, you know, fall, jump on him. It was fun. Like the kids were interacting again. The hammer brothers are all are over. Yeah, they are. Uh, Cleaver, not, huh? My man, Caden. 
Dude, I'll, I'll say this about Caden. He's been putting in the work. He looked great. Came out with multiple belts. Yeah. Um, he, uh, they get the win. Cleaver, Naja, and Caden get the win. And you know who wants the title shot? Whoever wins after tonight. Caden Cassidy. Exactly. Which I mean, I'm conflicted, but don't worry. Uh, he he is tired of waiting. He's demolished people in the uh, in on pal. So uh, he attacks a fan. <laughs> yes. And to prove a point that he attacks a fan, and I jokingly he the fan rolled out in front of us, and I jokingly went, "I hope you stay there the rest of the night. Like you know, sell it." Yeah. Uh, kids were checking on him. Uh, people checking on the fan. You know, it's just like, okay, it's still real to me, damn it. That's so fucking awesome. That's but man, like, I, you know, push Caden. Yes, that's what it looks like. Um, we had a little 10, uh, 10 minute, 15 minute inter- intermission at this point. Uh, then we come back to our first match, and it was uh, Sandra Moon taking on Abigail. How'd that go? Good. Uh, I could tell that my uh, niece was going for Sandra. Yeah. It's a character. But again. Hmm? The kids are going to go for Sandra. The adults are going to go for Abigail. Yep. And it, my, I, one of my buddies. So I, we brought three people sat with us that never been to a pal. One's like, I haven't been to a wrestling show in, I don't know. He said years. So he came and he was on his like he was on the edge of his seat during this match, clapping and hooting, hooting, hauling and stuff. Like he had a fantastic time. Um, they want to go to the next show, but I think they're going to. Sadly, they're going to a Taylor Swift concert that's in Arizona, like that yeah. weekend. So they're flying out, so they won't be able to make it to the next show. Um, uh, Abigail and was trying to do stuff, but you know, Mister Ulala has the key. And would stop her, but Sandra Moon wins, and then Mr. Ulala and Ab- Abigail get into it after the match. Did Mr. Ulala by chance tell her to l- wait a minute, play a let me holla at you? I think so, he did, and then dropped showed her that he had the key still, and uh, that stopped her right there because she was threatening. I want to say she's threatening with a chair, or if not, just gonna punch him. And uh, you know what got her to stop, don't you know what got her to stop, don't you? What was that? He told her, you, uh, you try to hit me with that, you're going one-on-one with The Undertaker. <laughs> I think that's what he said. He, yep. he, to, he, he spoke in French, so like my, it was off little. All it was a holla, holla, holla type moment. But <laughs> that's... What, exactly. That's what I assume what happened. That's all I heard. And then I heard Undertaker, and I was like, is he here? So... <laughs> Uh, the next match was Jaden taking on Chase James, his debut for Pow, or his last week. His, the last show was his debut, but his debut match. It was a fun match. Uh, again, my uh, buddy lost it over Jaden. You know, it was odd, like how he landed the superhero land and all this and that. Chase playing your snarky heel by running, hitting, running, hitting, running around the ring, all that stuff. And it was fun. Um, Chase Hear me told out here. Social media, how much he loved uh, Pow. What's that? The Chase put over on social media how much he loved uh, the Pow experience. 
Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, no, dude, it was like it was up there with how like I've said electric probably a million times so far, and we've only been on the air for uh, about twenty minutes. So I've said electric like twenty thousand times, but like it was something different that night. Just how loud it was. Um, well, I would say that it was a happening. It was a happening. Uh, but hear me out, Corey. For over fifty years, <laughs> Chase James, Chase James gets the W. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. right, You're right. Um, so our main event is Vinny Massaro versus Funny Bone for the Power Heavyweight Championship, with Flex being the special guest referee. As sir, you would appreciate this. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but Flex. Looking oh, like a little, sh- oh yeah. Looking like looking a little like Shawn Michaels as a referee. Shawn Michaels referee gear. I was like, oh, this is too sweet. Yep, I laughed my ass off when he came out. I'm like, that's Shawn Michaels right there. You know, sleeveless uh, ref shirt and the uh, trunks. I'm like, yep, that's just a. Uh, oh damn it! I can't remember. I was gonna say, don't you mean the uh, the made of Jabroni's name on the Young Rock with Ch- Ch- uh, Oh, Chad, Col- Ch- Chad Storm. Yeah. Yeah, Chad's being a little Chad Stormish. Yeah, a little Chad Stormish. Um, however, you know the Masaro family comes out with Flex with the uh, Vinny and the but Flex sure. kicks out the Blanchard brothers for the mat before the match even starts. Oh, um, match begins, goes for a bit. Funny Bone grabs a chair and then he goes, "Hey, hey, let's make this a no DQ match because if he hits me with the chair." I'm going to lose the title. So then they make it a no DQ match. And um, that's attitude. Right. So we have that going on. And then uh, Vinny's going to use the chair. But Flex, uh, uh, Flex stops him. Flex. What the hell? Right. And then he pie, then Vinny, then Vinny pie faces him, and then Flex hits Vinny, and then this allows Funny Bone, not our champion, to retain. Oh, Vinny, you done Shawn Michaels, uh, man, Flex done Shawn Michaels them. Right, that's right. So the fix was in the whole time because uh, he he kicked out the Blanchards even the match even starts. So that's chicanery number one. And then, when when Vinny asks for help, he doesn't give it to him. What did I tell you guys months ago? He don't fit in the family. Right, yeah. So then after the match, though, Caden comes out and brawls with Funny Bone, and then Vinny attacks Flex. Oh, good. That way we can get... Hopefully those are the two matches next week, or next month. So I could be there when Caden Cassidy wins the damn title from Funny Bone. Yeah. And Vinny gets... I- well-deserved justice at the hands of HB Flex. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, but yeah, no. Um, again, storytelling perfectly here of the fact of like, hey. Uh, so that's what I was thinking when we were leaving the show. I'm like, do we get Caden versus Funny Bone for the title? Or do we get a tag match, you know, just to start? Um well, Title match. I'm ready for it. Yeah. Um, but I think we might get uh, 
Charlie versus Brady. Okay. Oh, I think good. that I think that's where we're gonna get here. Um but uh again that show for Heart Punch was off the rails crazy. And like it was funny too, because it's all ages. And you know what you know how Mr. Funny Bone is. So I'm like, oh gee, you know, like how we're how's Funny Bone gonna be? Uh he dropped the MF twice in the ring but when he cut his promo after he actually it was funny to watch him and you can he tamed himself and it's just like i think him and brady they both talked in that one moment like you need to stop this stuff up you know like they stopped themselves right before they said the word i actually like the idea of the funny bone coexisting in an all ages atmosphere because it reminds me of like what nick gage is when he's not in gcw like funny bone is for the children yeah, uh, but no, it was off the chains. I'm excited for the next show, which will be Hard Luck on St. Patrick's Day, March 17th. That's uh, a Friday. So you can get your tickets now at powerprowrestling.eventbrite.com. As I wanted, I think I saw that that most of the front row r- front row is already gone. Hard luck, the hardest kind of luck. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a good show. Uh, yep. Yeah, according uh, to five hours ago, half the front row and stage sheets were sold out already. That's fucking badass. The, the company sounds like it's on fire. I hope that's the case. It deserves it. Everybody behind the scenes, everybody on the card, the, you know, everybody's killing it in that company. Yeah. And they um, stay good. Yeah. It, like I said, I have my buddy, Nigel, who was the one that was, was enjoying his, you know, enjoying his ass off. He's, I'm like, hey, you guys, I told all three who showed up, I'm like, you guys will all come if you want, but two were like, I think we're going to take, we'll be on a flight that day, so we can't. The other, Nigel was like, yeah, sign me up, just remind me around the time, but yeah, I should be fine. And then my, like I said, my like 11-year-old, 12-year-old niece, halfway through was like, I want to go, I need tickets for the next show. So. Badass. Yeah. So uh, again, get your ta- uh, tickets now at powerprowrestling.eventbrite.com. And uh, you, know, you don't want to miss out because things are cooking for POW Pro Wrestling. So that's the one I got to see in person. And it's, well, you know how. Well, listen, huh? before, before we get to the one both of us have seen, at least mostly, yeah. should we go over the one that I saw the next day? Uh, which it is on the gimmick, by the way. Um, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I watched the next day. I watched NJPW Battle in the Valley from San Jose, which Joe, I don't know if you saw this, had some pretty big names in the audience. Oh, I saw the three names. You know, you had you had uh, the the hugger, the hometown mm-hmm. girl, and of course uh, Pepsi Phil uh, was there. <laughs> As Dan has on the call. Yeah. Uh, amongst others. But let's get to the card. It started off with a pretty good eight-man tag match. As Kushida, Volador Jr., Kevin Knight, and the DKC defeated Mascara Dorada, Josh Alexander, Adrian Quest, and Rocky Romero. This match was pretty good, but it was mostly just a backdrop to continue the Volador Jr.-Rocky Romero feud over the CMLL Welterweight Championship. Volador's challenging him to like a hair versus hair match for the title. 
And also a backdrop to the Josh Alexander versus Kushida Impact World Title match at the uh, WrestleMania weekend multiverse uh, pay-per-view that Impact and New Japan are doing. Okay, okay. So that should be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the next match, uh, one of your personal favorites from 2019. I don't know how you, how much you still are into him, but uh, but old cranky bastard Kenta. Uh, won the strong open weight title from Fred Rosser. Um, and 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 he, NXT is still living good in Japan, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. Especially since Juice Robinson helped him win it. Yeah, so of course. He, he represented. New uh, NJ NX, NJXT, got it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Cranky Man Kenta. Uh, after the he he knew Punk was in the crowd. He motioned to do the uh, you know, the hands against the head, go to sleep. Go to sleep, yeah. And flipped off the crowd. Hell yeah. And later on said, uh, you know, I'm glad you were in the audience. Maybe you were there to see an actual good go to sleep be performed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. So he's uh gonna be the strong man in the for the for the while for the new Japan of America, Kent is the champ. I Next, assumed he would win too. Yeah, yeah. They're 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 really putting a focus on New Japan of America this year, so no offense to Fred Rosser, he's done really well there, and he's really put he, in the work. Yeah, I would say he's worked his ass off. They just need a bigger name at the top yeah. right now. Um, the strong open weight tag team titles on the line. The Motor City Machine Guns successfully defeated the West Coast Wrecking Crew. I think in 2023, people should just be fucking ecstatic. They're seeing the Motor City Machine Guns still and performing at a high level. I mean, it's one of the greatest tag teams. Certainly, the last twenty-five years, and they're killing it still. Because they, match. they didn't they separate like a year or two ago or something like that, right? Well, they've separated off and on for the whole. I mean, after the first ten years, yeah, they're just off and on. But the last year or so, they've gotten back together to just do some more tag and you know, just uh, for fun because they can. Um, it's been good. And, of course, Alex Shelley, one of my all-time favorites. Speaking of all-time favorites, next up, Loser Leaves New Japan Pro Wrestling, Joe. We had a discussion about this last week because... Eddie Kingston defeated Jay White. So we had a discussion about this last week about how uh, Jay White lost the New Japan match last week, but that doesn't mean he can't wrestle in America, Japan. True. But now he can't. And so you know that, what that tells me? What's that? that? Means he is certainly going to WWE. Yeah. Because working for AEW or you know even Impact, if you wanted to do that route, he could have still made NJPW of America matches easily. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he lost this tells me he is most certainly WWE bound, which, hey, that's a hell of a catch for them. Yeah. And it's that, that process of, I saw, you know, and it's that process we've talked about before and other, with other wrestlers going to other, you know, when they're a free agent, where do they go? AEW, WWE. And, you know, it's the, with AEW, it's, he can go there and he'd be a big name for a cup of coffee and then he gets lost in the mix. Wow. And then with eight, but then with WWE, it's, you know, uh, someone, I saw that someone post this and he's like, his name would be like Jake Mick, Mick Blade or something. And, yeah, you know, in WWE. <laughs> blade knifey cut uh, yeah something like uh, that yeah you know i well first of all you know how high i am on jay white 
Yes. I'd build yep. a whole company around Jay White. Now, here we go, though, Joe. Let me tell you. People are thinking, oh, terrible move going to WWE, which it looks like he's doing. I don't know. I, I would say that former leaders of the Bullet Club have an exceptionally good track record signing in WWE. AJ's been there for, what, 10 years almost yeah. now? Yeah, since 16, and he's done really so, well. And Balor, almost 10, yeah. Balor has yeah. been there, too. Yeah. Look at the track record. I think he's going to be just fine. I think so. And especially with if with Triple H, you know, only, I always say, because I know, you know, you discuss how, you, you know, Triple H isn't that best of a owner. This, you know, he's not doing the job that we thought he'd be doing. But I think with Triple H, he'll be, he will keep the Jay White name. It won't be yep. uh, Jay, Jake McBladeson Stevenson Jr., you know. I'll see McCruiser first. Because uh, yeah. I think he'll be Jay White because I think Triple H knows if it's Jay White, he puts, you know, that's money and seats, you know? That's yeah. Recognition. Anytime you get a person from bullet club, a leader of bullet club, that's recognition. That's smart. Yeah. Cause I think, I think he sticks with Jay white because I don't think he goes NXT. I think cause oh. Balor changed his name to in NXT and everyone's like, what? But I, to be honest, I think that helped him more with a easier name. And, and and I I would say being in NXT at the very beginning helped Balor a little bit, mm-hmm. but at the same time AJ didn't need it. And I would say Jay White could probably get away with not going to NXT, but you never know what they're going to do. I think Jay I, White they can hide it. I think they can hide it. I'd say he's a he's a big enough star that they don't need to put him in NXT. Yeah, but yeah. you never know. Uh, Joe, you like a good fun fight, right? I do. Well, up next, we had a filthy rules fight where they took the goddamn ropes off and Tom Lawler fought Homicide. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, this was fun. This was fun and and, and it had doors and I, God love Ray, Ian Riccoboni for trying to explain why there was a door underneath the ring. <laughs> so good. He's like, oh, so there's a there's a ladder under the ring because of the lights above. They try to change the lights and all that. But he's like, yeah, I've got nothing about why there might be a door into the ring. That they just put it there. I think I think they just put it there because in case uh, you know, some uh, some tomfoolery happens, you know, with Mister Lawler. Who knows? And, and maybe in case the hometown hugger wanted to host an uh, uh, an episode of Ding Dong Hello. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, Tom Lawler defeated him by submission after Homicide grabbed a whole bunch of forks and tried to. Eat Tom Lawler for a better. Form. Okay. Uh, it was good, dumb, stupid fun. Nothing too much, but yeah. The next match, uh, Zack Saber Jr. defeated Clark Connors to keep the MJPW World Television Title. Dude, I like the new Zack Saber Jr. Yeah. They uh, put him with uh, they who were they in NXT? Fucking TM six one. Yeah, TM the Mighty Don't Kneel. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. TM one six one. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's the mighty don't nail is a whole group and he and Zach's the leader of it. He's got the bleach blonde hair and basically they're like punk frat boys. Hell yeah. Bunch uh, of bros. Yeah. Hell a bunch yeah. of bros. Dude, TMDK is just a bunch of bros, man. Hell yeah. Fucking fun. Uh, but he's still like, you know, tearing people's arms off and hitting them with it. So that was fun. Uh, went 14 minutes. I like, they're going to do the William Regal thing where Zach goes almost a full time limit, not because he can't win, but just because he doesn't have to. 
Yeah. At the okay. end, he'll just tap on something real quick and, and get the pen and go on his merry way. I like that idea. And then here's the double main event everybody was waiting for. <laughs> Up next, the singles match for the IWGP women's title with the longest of the night, 26 minutes, 47 seconds. Oh, dang. Mercedes Manet doing a really cool Hana Kimura uh, kind of uh, tribute. tribute with yeah. her outfit. Defeated Kyrie to win the IWGP women's title. Who this had a lot of eyes on it. I got to be honest with you, bud. It was all right. Yeah. I know I sound like I'm underselling it. It was probably three and three quarters. Like, it was, a, it was a good match. Don't get me wrong. But I, for how much hype there was around her finally debuting, I couldn't help but personally feel I was a little underwhelmed. Um, yeah, I saw um, someone joke. It's like one of the highest... You uh, that this match was one of the highest paid matches for a mid card match, you know, or something like that. Yeah, like it really was. I mean, like Kyrie was awesome, and Mercedes was was damn fine. There was nothing wrong with her, mm-hmm. um, except for one thing. She did she did suffer from Rey Mysterio WrestleMania 21, where she spent the last half of her match not only wrestling Kyrie but her wig to stay on. Oh no! Oh yes, dude, <sighs> that thing would come off so bad. <laughs> Uh, it turned into a triple threat match for the last half of the match. Um, but yeah, so she won, which we all knew she would. They didn't pay her that yeah. much money for her debut and not get the damn belt. Yeah, I was uh, going to say like I, it's one of those things of once they announced America, once they made announced New Japan America, and then they mount, announced like that Mercedes was going over there. Ex so facto, everybody knew you know, the outcome. Oh yeah. And you know what? I, you know me, I'm not the biggest Mercedes Monet fan, but I will say I respect her going off and chasing her dream and taking a chance. Cause it could all fall in her face. You know, mm-hmm. um, it'd be really easy for people, including me, probably just to resign that WWE contract and sit and cater in and do the occasional fucking two minute match on raw, but she didn't want to do that. So uh, good on her. And, of course, the main event, uh, Kazuchika Okada defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi by pinfall to keep the IWGP World Heavyweight title. After the uh, match, Okada got on the mic and said they need to form a team. And almost immediately, the main event for the 51st anniversary show for New Japan was announced as uh, Bishimon, Hiroki Goto, and Yoshihashi will defend the IWGP tag titles against Okada and Tanahashi. Something doesn't seem right with that uh, match announcement. Right. Uh, but before that, uh, Mercedes came out and said that her and Okada have a lot in common and they would make the ultimate team. They both mm. like to make it rain, you know. That's all uh, about the money. Money. Okay. You should have seen Okada. Okada looked so like, like, uh, yeah, I guess I'm standing here for this. All right. It's like, okay, uh, dude. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Guess we're done now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Can I do my Can I do my uh, speech now? Thanks. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get this done here. Uh, but it was good. It was a good show. Um, I wonder what uh, what what uh, Pepsi Phil thought. Yeah. Right. Uh, undoubtedly, just there to cheer on Kenta. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's all he was there for. Right. You know. Um, Can't say he's growing his hair like yours now, Joe. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Always knew I liked Kanta for some reason. <laughs> um. So now let's talk about something we both watched. Um, Elimination Chamber. You know, and uh, I heard one Mr. Zane talk about this how uh, at the show about how crazy it is how they were sold out and they were going up against Elimination Chamber. Which is, yeah, I mean, the hottest that company's been in how long, maybe? And he's because he, he mentioned it, it's like we're up against Elimination Chamber against one of the hottest storylines going on in a long time and we're sold out. And I'm like, you know, for me, I watched the first couple matches and then I went black until after the show and I went home and I finished the, uh, finished the last two matches. So it's crazy. Um, so let's talk about the first match tonight as for the elimination chamber, it was the women's elimination chambers match. The winner will get a title shot at WrestleMania 20 at 39 as we guessed it. And we, you know, Assumed Oscar defeating Carmella, Liv Morgan, Natalia, and Nikki Cross, and Raquel Rodriguez in 19 minutes and 30 seconds. You know, I will say this they formatted this match, I think, as well as you possibly could. Um, I liked it. Carmella's the ultimate troll, just trying to get in there and get a quick pin. Oscar's the buzzsaw, Liv's the plucky underdog, Nikki's is fucking crazy. Raquel Gonzalez is the big ass monster, and um, Natalia's there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, they did a good job. It was a, a good match. I like to. Although I would have had Oscar maybe be a little more dominant now that she's got the uh, murder clown makeup. Yeah, I uh, agree. But it was a good match. I thought there's nothing wrong with it. To me, so it went 19:30. To be honest, I thought that was quick. Like in my head, watching, I'm like, this match went pretty quick. Um, oh yeah. Normally there's then, five minutes between pods, not this year. Yeah. Um they went pretty quick and then like now looking on the wiki about how long it went, I'm like, wait, that went twenty? That did not feel like twenty at all. Um I I agree with you that Oscar could have been more dominating, but she was dominating at the least. Um you had uh you know, the joke about Natalia that she was just there. I was like, yeah, she's just there to put in some, put in the sharpshooter. They sure got to get it, you know, sure enough, one sharpshooter. And then, um, Nikki cross, just a psychotic doing the crossbody off the top of the pod. Uh, I honestly thought the spot, cause I want to say Raquel was the one that took Nikki through the plate. I honestly thought that was going to be the spot of, of uh, Raquel putting Nikki through all the pods since all the all the women were out, right? So I thought like, oh, that, that'd be a cool spot, but it was just one. Um, Mella was Mella was the yeah, you're the you know spoiled one. Like I'm just here to I'm just like you said, I'm just here to try and get a quick pin, and I want in and out and win. Lives the live with the sunset flip off the top pod into a power bomb. That was awesome looking. The only. I thought she took a little too long to do it. Yeah. But it was good. It was a good show. It was crazy. It was a crazy spot. Um, But yeah, Asuka versus uh, Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. That'll be good. That'll be good. Yeah. Uh, Our next match. I don't know if you said it'd be good. 
Uh, well, I don't know. Depends, you know, by storytelling here. Bobby Lashley defeats Brock Lesnar by DQ in four minutes and 45 seconds. I have a theory about this match. I think Brock uh, is smarter than anybody in the company. Remember on, on Friday night, Brock uh, Bray Wyatt came out and said he wanted the winner of that match, right? Yep. So I think Brock, he, he got DQ'd on purpose to escape that vortex of hell. I think so, too. I, he was like, fuck that shit. When, when I, I texted good old JR about this, I'm like, so I don't know if I like this because Bray's calling out the winner, Bobby and Brock. And <laughs> he's just like, yeah, I, I think they're messing up on Bray again. And I'm like, yep, yes, they are. Yep. But no, shocking. once, once, yeah, shocking. Once Bray announced that he was uh, going after the two, I'm like, for the love of Pete, please have this. I, I honestly th- wish, hope this match would go in the no DQ just because it will set up hopefully a WrestleMania match between the two. You know, I think that's the end game that they wanted. You want to hear the, the latest rumor that I hate, but I guess it could be true. Huh? It could be Bobby and Brock against uh, old Bray and Uncle Howdy. A tag. Oh, my good. Oh, jeez. Uh, I hope Brock has enough. Because Brock's got creative control. I hope he's like, fuck that. Yeah. I ain't doing that shit. I'll Bobby, take Bobby he, on, and I'll lose I'll lose to Bobby clean before I do this. Yeah, no, he's just got to throw Bobby on him. Bobby will do that shit. When was Give the me- last... When when was the last Brock Lesnar tag match? Exactly. Exactly. Brock back. Fuck, nope. I'll work the pre-show. Yeah, I'll do I'll do the buy-in. You know, I'll do pre-show. I'll just do I'll do uh Please, I'll put uh, me in there with gender. I'll work gender on the kick out. Oh yeah, but gender's doing NXT now and he's going for the title. Uh oh, uh God. the next the next match that I missed because pal because uh, I left for POW, and then I got spoiled on the Twitter, but we kind of called it as Edge and Beth Phoenix defeated the Judgment Day of Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley in 13 minutes and 50 seconds. Bullshit. That thing went at least 45. No, thir- almost 14 minutes, my dude. Oh, God, it felt, in- it felt like it would never end, Joe. Um. And of course, Edge went over. Why wouldn't you have Edge go over when Rhea Ripley, who's getting a title shot at Mania, is in the match? Where she doesn't need to win. Fuck it. She doesn't need to look strong. If she got her ass beat on the outside, laying for dead as the as Valor got pinned. So, well, I, I did know. I did hear that they did the uh, FTR's finisher. Shatter machine. They Although did I that. Uh, at the big rig. Yeah, the uh, both women at the same time powerbomb the the male counterpart. Yeah. Oh, there were some good parts to this match, dude. Don't get me wrong. It just really felt like it went long. I'm surprised it was only 14 minutes. Yeah. Uh, fucking Dominic was awesome on the outside again. That motherfucker is improving so much uh, in every way except for actually in the ring when the bell rings. Oh, he's fantastic outside the ring, dude. Did you see the Valentine's Day shit? Yes, I did. I was going to ask you the same thing. I made wine in the toilet in the, in the can. <laughs> can you give me wine and then the, your finest chicken tenders? Finest chicken tenders. That's what I would do, to be honest, too. So. I hope uh, oh. It was good. Edge immediately put himself in the U.S. title picture afterwards. So that's intriguing. Yeah. 
Do you think that do well let's talk about that after this match? As the next match was for the US title in Elimination Chamber match, as Austin Theory defeats Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, Johnny Gargano, Montez Ford, and Seth Franklin Rollins in thirty one minutes and thirty seconds. I've got a hot take, Joe. Okay. This might have entered my top five, if not my top three chamber matches ever. Um I I'll counterpart you for just one second, sir. Okay. I thoroughly enjoyed this whole match until the end, but everybody was a star in this freaking match. I loved it to be honest. Yeah. This was perfectly booked. It got, I mean like Gargano who got crickets when he came out, got enough shine to actually get a reaction to shit. Yeah. Uh, they booked Bronson Reed to be a, just a killer. Montez got to do all his shit and look like a star. Rollins was, of course, Rollins. Yeah. Uh, Priest looked dominant and like he should be looking in Judgment Day. And Austin Theory looked, he still was a snivelly champ, but at the same time looked dominant and like he was capable of being that guy. Yeah. Yeah. It was a fun match until the final two, you know, just because we picked Priest to win. Yeah. I, I still don't think Theory goes into Mania as champ. Okay. And I wouldn't be surprised if Edge is the one that beats him, to be honest. Is that the one title he doesn't have? He's won the U.S. The, before. Has he? Yeah. Okay. During the fucking invasion angle. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Oh, yeah. See, because, oh, yeah, because him and, uh, and Tess, it was, yeah, him and Tess was the unification title match. Yep. Yeah. And okay. he was the U.S. champ. Yeah. So, no, I thought this was I mean, I'm serious. This goes into at least my top five. It might be in my top three. Like, it's, not I th- it's not good Go enough ahead. to be number one or two because I know what those are. But goddamn, this was a fucking great match. This this was fun. And like we talked about it last week about how this match was just to show off the their future, what they call the future, you know, for them. <laughs> and they all look fantastic. You had Bronson looking like a beast. You had like, he. How did he eliminate it? He had to take three finishers. Oh yeah, um, Gargano awesome. taking those risky like uh, Frankenstein'ers. He did one to Bronson Reed. That was uh, did, looking. Did one off the top of the pod to Rollins, reversing the power bomb. Yep. And I was nervous about that because I'm like, you know, Gargano's grabbing his head, selling. You know, I'm like, oh, did did he hit the post? But if you watch the replays, Priest was there to block him. Yeah, I was going to say Priest caught him. I, I Trust me, I watched the replay, too, the replays on it. And yeah. I was like, oh, Priest uh, doing what Miz wouldn't have done. Uh, <laughs> but nah, like, they, every, Everybody was at the top of their game in this thing, man. Yeah. Ford looked, you know, after the show, Triple H talks about how Ford looked like a star, and he did. He looked like a star in the pod. The climbing the top of the cage and just dropping on, you know, dropping on people. That looked awesome. That was sick. But no, I, we talked about it. This was a, to show what we have in the future. And like they showed out. Yes, you have Theory and Frank, uh, Franklin Rollins who are in their own feud. But the other four guys showed up and showed out of like. I like how Rollins, okay. was, there. Rollins was in there to be the one uh, WWE veteran. Yes. Who, so it doesn't get totally lost because the rest of the guys don't have a lot of time 
on the main roster, which is different from NXT. I mean, no one's going to call Gargano a rookie, but uh, he doesn't have a lot of main roster time, and they do things differently there. Correct. Rollins was in the match to make sure everything uh, flowed the way they needed it to, but they all killed it. And no, I I think Triple H is doing a shitty job so far, but (laughs) I do think he's getting the pieces in place for a bright future. Don't get me wrong there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, dude, yeah. Ford, like I said, I agree with him. Ford, I know he's with the, uh, he's in the tag team, but like, he looked like he can go off on his own. Oh yes, yeah. Him and Bronson, give Bron- Bronson Reed should just do nothing but fucking squash matches for the next six weeks. Yes. And get over that way. Have Gargano start doing what got Gargano over in the first place, and that's being the plucky underdog fighting from underneath. Not being mm-hmm. the snarky asshole stalking the Miz. Yeah. Like, right. Reed and Gargano need to go away from the Miz. Just, just get away from them. Get everybody away you from know. the Miz. That's a personal. Yeah, that'd, be, that'd be great. Um, the main event for the Elimination Chamber was for the Undisputed Universal well, Championship. Before we forget, we forgot Logan Paul coming in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. So, yes. The storyline was that. Uh, Ford got hurt and from taking the stomp on the side of the chamber. And I was like, this is storyline. Oh, yeah. Where's Logan oh. Paul? Like, where's Logan Paul? And I thought Logan Paul was going to come from under a pod or something. But Logan Paul runs up in the cage, does a buckshot lariat, and costs Frank, uh, Seth Rollins the match. That's funny. That's exactly what I was. Whenever they did the Ford thing, I'm like, well, that's storyline. Where the fuck's Logan? Yep. Uh, yeah, I know it was done perfectly, though. And that's going to be a yeah. match that I think will be fucking awesome at Mania. I think so, too. Yeah. So, yeah, Logan Paul costs Rollins the match, and that just assumes that's their Mania match. So, I'm, I, I'll be honest, I'm excited for it because Logan Paul, dude, he we've said it every time he's in the match, he can put in the work, and he, he and lives Rollins. up to that match. And Rollins is Rollins, so it's going to be yeah. fucking good. Yeah. So, uh, now the Mania. Oh, go ahead. Hold on. Did you see yeah. the WrestleMania bumper? The uh, the Joker, the Hollywood yeah. commercials now? Yep. Yep, they're doing that, which I'm excited for. Did you see it? Yes, I did. With uh, Seth Rollins as the Joker. I thought Seth killed it. Yeah. Um, we have a man I thought, cave. Huh? We have the Which man is, cave? Yeah. Man, he's like, we have a man cave? Yeah. Um. I thought it was, I think the Becky part was okay, but like I, I, with what you guys talk about with, um, Cornette and how they see Rollins as like what that, what he, Rollins look, is supposed to be. I was just laughing my ass off. Yeah. Trust me. It makes the, the character makes a lot more sense when you think of him like that. Yeah. Uh, but so yeah. That I wonder what they're going to do next for what other ones. That's a good question. I saw the list, but I forgot it. Oh, okay. Well, I, my joke is I don't want to know. It'll be fun to know, you know, like, oh, okay, we're doing uh, we're doing this movie, that movie. Like, Joker, I, I get it, but like, Joker was like three years ago, so I'm confused, you know. But it's, but you know, it's that in, back in 2005 they were doing Pulp Fiction and fucking Braveheart. That's dude. true. Because I was joking and say WWE on top of their modern day movies, hey, or, only you know. For- only three years behind is amazingly up to date for WWE. Yep. Um, but you know, again, right now WrestleMania, as we're moving forward, you know, you have the 
Cody. Uh, you're gonna have Cody versus whoever wins this match. You have uh, Bianca and um, Oscar. You have Charlotte Rhea. Franklin Rock. Franklin and then uh, Logan. Yeah, so it's shaping up for so far four matches. So it only looks better than last year's. Yes. Uh, so the main event for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Roman Reigns defeats Sami Zayn in 32 minutes and 20 seconds. Man, the, so if I was Roman Reigns, I would have did exactly what he did, and I would I would have milked every second of that entrance with all that negativity and the booing and the mm-hmm. holy fuck was that awesome! And then Sammy's music hits, and the place goes banana. And he comes out. Damn, this felt good, man. This felt. I was like, this is a big time match. Yes, that's why I went dark because I didn't like. I didn't want to be spoiled. I wanted to see the reactions of the crowd. I want to see. You know, I wanted to be in the moment. What did you think of just the entrances? Uh, both fantastic. I love Roman soaking it all in. Uh, Sammy, you know. The oh, super excited to be there, kissing the wife, and then just Roman eyeballing Sammy's wife. The shit he did to the wife during the match was so good. Yes. It was all his fault. I wanted us to all be together. I wanted to provide for you. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what a dick. Yeah. So good. Yes. Um, didn't need to go 32 minutes. Yeah. Having said that, though, I did really like this match. I thought it was a really good match. Um, Roman is so good at the cocky hill talking shit, not only to you, but your family and to the people at home. To his own family. <laughs> yeah, he's decimating everybody. Um, Sammy was so good with the hope spots that he would never die. He'd cut up and he'd get a mad, he'd get a move in and and then get his butt kicked. The uh, halua kick, the blue thunder bomb, hitting all that, and you know, like I, I years and years ago when Edge and Christian had their own podcast before they were at, not in any company when they're both retired, they were interviewing Omega and they mentioned like, you know what we like love about your what what you do in the ring and he's like what and he goes when you're pinning someone you're actually it feels like you're trying to pin them by you motioning your feet like you know moving your feet up and down trying to put apply as much pressure as possible and that's what Sammy kept doing a lot in all those mat and you know like in the blue thunder bomb he like he's trying to reach for his other hand to tighten the grip like yep just yep. seeing all those little Nick small things. It's just like, see, you can put on a good match here, folks. And it's great storytelling. You don't need, I mean, they just stood there for four minutes for anything to happen after the bell rang. Yeah. I was going to say they, they stood, they just walked around in circles for four minutes. I mean, Roman looking at the crowd, like this is going to be easy. No worries. Yep. Sammy, just pensive, nervous. Um, I love current wrestling still, dude. You know, the, and it's company, and it's not just AEW. I mean, in New Japan or Indies. I mean, 
Rollins and those like they do it in WWE too. It's the go go go. Yeah. But I so want to return to where you can just tell a story. Yeah. It does not be move, move, move. It can just be this shit. And God damn, I love wrestling when it's when it's this good. When wh- where did he get that giant? Zayn got the giant scratch down his chest, like towards the yeah. end, like he had a scratch. I think it's when he went. He tried to go in between the second and third rope. Oh yeah, when he got uppercut. And yeah, he uppercut. I think he scraped the bolt or whatever. Uh, That's my guess. Yeah. Um, so all of a sudden, he had that, that giant scratch from like his nipple down to his belly button. I'm like, what is that? Where did he get that? I hope people are. I hope people enjoyed it because this is it. Yeah. In terms of, I mean, he's gonna get the mania moment where him and KO win the tag belts, but this. You're not going to get a better year for Sami Zayn than WrestleMania 38 to 39. He had the, yeah. the Jackass match and then went into this year-long story that who knew it would end like this. Right. It, it's uh, that, it, like, it, again, great storytelling. Like, yes, we had multiple refs get knocked out during the match. And then, you know, Solo comes in, um, you know, and, and then, you know, we get the, uh, what is it? Oh, Jimmy comes out. But uh, Zayn takes out the win. Then after the match, uh, you know, uh, Jay comes into the ring. And yeah. then we like li- literally we have the exact exact spot for spot from the summer sl- from the rumble. And then Sammy yeah. and Spear and Jay. Yeah. Which I we guess. The- if that's what leads to Jay, like deciding to turn to the bloodline again. That's awful week. I hope they do a better. Story. I don't, I think that's just the start of it. I think that's the idea because I'm watching raw as we uh, discuss here. And the opening segment was, um, Sammy calling out KO asking for help. And KO's like, dude, you, you saw me get beat down by the bloodline. You did nothing. I only helped you on Sunday because of your family, your wife, your father. If you need help, ask your friend, Jay. That's good. That's a good storyline. Um, but like, I love. Go ahead. That's shitty best friend KO waits till the match is over and he's decimated to come out and help him. Yeah. I love I like, this. He's just a shitty friend. You're right. And then I like the fact, like, again, I love. It's just that thing of like a lot of people will catch it, but some people won't. But it's like the shot of when. Reigns is going to take out Sammy with a chair. Jay gets in the middle. And then it's the like shot for shot, dude, of yeah. Roman hands him the chair. Roman starts talking trash in behind in front of Jay. You're like, oh, is Jay going to hit him? Jay, and then Roman turns around like, why are you being a bitch? And then like, pie faces him. Yep. It was perfectly done. And then KO comes out, makes the save after Jimmy and, uh, attacks. Uh and then, you know, Sammy gets his moment of, you know, moment of the night standing ovation in his hometown to end the show. I think it's so unfair to Roman that the company did him like they did him. Because he's doing such good work now as the guy, but he's not and he's over in the arena, but he's not over as a top guy. He makes no yeah. difference in the bottom line. Yeah. Like and it's not it's it's a, it's really unfortunate to him. Sucking, uh, sucking, succotash. You know, what I mean, like Roman has been trying. They've been trying to have Roman be the guy for so many years now. But like, what, what, like, it's like the big what up. Like, where would he be if he was this when he first 
once the shield first broke up. You know what I mean? Not only this, but he was a nepotism baby. That's why everybody hated him. When yep. the shield broke up, what happened to the three of them? Rollins and and Ambrose were immediately shoved to the mid card, and they just decided Reigns was a main eventer from day one, and the crowd mm-hmm. shit on. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. That, that's the that's the biggest time they fucked him was by yeah. doing that. From that day on, the crowd was always like, "Well, fuck him then." Yeah, but it's just like that crazy thing, you know. Let me just say this before we wrap up on the chamber. Who would have thought putting Roman with Heyman would be so good? Oh, it was genius when they did it. It's still working. And who would have thought? Who would have thought Sami Zayn as a credible main event guy wrestler at a show that would have this much fucking fever pitch to it? Right. It's like I like. I, I can ask you now, just because we're in WWE land, since uh, how is watching the weekly show still at the moment? Well, it's been two weeks. Uh, Oz, what has surprised me so far, Joe, is that SmackDown is arguably tougher to watch than Raw, even though Raw's got the third hour. Oh, really? It, it, here's what it seems like to me from these two hour shows I've watched. They put everything they have into the bloodline storyline and don't give a rat's ass or anything about the rest of SmackDown. It's, it's just literally thrown together tag matches or a quickie number one contender match so that someone can get killed by Gunther next week. But there's, there's no attention to detail and nothing feels important except for the bloodline stuff. That checks out. Whereas on Raw, it drags because that third hour. But at least there's shit going on. And you could still cut that hour and it would be so much better. But it's not all based around just one thing. Although sometimes they're getting close with the Cody shit. They mean they yeah. may need to cut down, focus on it's three hours. You can give some attention to other shit too. But, mm-hmm. but so far, I mean it's I've done it, so it's you know, it hasn't broke me yet. Yeah, I was gonna say because there is a I'll just say this only kind of watching the pay-per-views there is, there is a different feel in WWE on the road here to WrestleMania for them. They feel hot. Yeah. Cause they they're selling out. They're selling out like almost every arena nowadays, you know, remember not too long ago, we we're discussing about how it's hard for them to fill out a sell, you know, fill 5,000 seats in their the arena they're in. But I, every, I, I may not personally think Triple H has done a good job, but people do. <laughs> well, it's not only that. I think just the fact that Vince isn't in charge has got people being like, "Okay, I'm open-minded now." Yeah, I don't. I I think the story that's underreported is how much he turned people off the product. Mm-hmm. It has for you. Because every time it's just, I'm just saying it's just because every time you a show happens or something, it's like it's the largest largest gate ever in wherever they were, you know, at or like a uh, the you know so like a, at a house show too, you know, and stuff or SmackDown or Raw. There's like, hey, it's a legit sellout for this episode tonight, or the sh- paper you was a legit 1,700 people. It also helps that. I mean, shit's so out of whack in terms of charge um, price-wise now that everything's a fucking record because prices just keep going up and up. And up. I mean, look at fucking 
uh, concerts. Like, the, yeah. how fuck ridiculous prices are for concert tickets. Yeah, it was actually seventeen thousand two hundred seventy-one people for. Uh, well, one they haven't. Chamber. They haven't been had a pay-per-view in Montreal since two thousand nine. Yeah, two thousand nine breaking point. Yep, and you had Sammy, the hometown boy. I mean, it was akin. It wasn't the same level of business or anticipation, but yeah. it was the same as Punk in Chicago for Money in the Bank or that kind of okay. thing. It was hometown boy Sammy in his hometown, righting a wrong and getting his shot. So I mean, it was huge. My 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 joke is I love the fact that it's, you know you, it's two thousand nine was the last time, but the, like it to me it seemed like the last time they were there was in ninety seven. <laughs> that's all they would mention. Yeah, because that's all anybody wants to talk about. But I did like the small thing. Last my last point, the small thing that Cole says about uh, they brought up Bruno. Oh, I, that was an excellent fucking point that I never even thought about. That talking, Bruno but, lost his title to Kozlov, who's from Montreal and stuff, and it's just like that's awesome. That's a Montreal. that's a f- awesome. Uh, little tidbit that someone someone could learn like oh real what you know that's crazy no never even fucking thought of it genius by cole yeah i wonder who fed him that or was it his own maybe i don't know cole was on one again and it was a good one oh he was all what one was like uh oh it was the women's match and uh graves made a comment about getting action or something and cole's like i haven't had any in years so i don't know what you're talking about or something like that damn uh it was a good show it was a good show yeah Um, i still think think they could shorten some of their matches and add a match or two get more people on pay-per-views why isn't gunther on there um right but that's but that's just a nitpicky thing it was a good show top to bottom strong yeah. Um, some uh, AEW news here. Uh, Mark Briscoe is all elite, as he will be part of both uh, AEW and ROH shows. Well, it's too bad that had to that everything that happened had to happen to get him on fucking uh, TV. Con- yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, we have a uh, Revolution more matches to uh, announce as um. There's going to be a fair to four-way player uh, for the tag titles, as it's going to be uh, the Guns versus the Acclaim taking on, what do you think of this? Two teams that are going to do the Battle Royals one week, uh, Battle Royal one week, and then the next week will be the, the second chance Battle Royal. Yeah, they did this either last year or the year before, too, for the tag belts. I can't remember which year. But one of those years, they did this as well. So um, it's just a way to get more more people on the card. They claim oh that claims the fucking FTR have made hints that they're ready to come back if he'll have them. Uh that remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. Um I would put just two younger teams in there. Don't use FTR, don't use anybody, Lucha Brothers. You know, let's keep it clone. Let's get the acclaimed and the guns. Let's put top flight and then, you know, some other young fucking team in there. I'm trying. I'm gonna see. It. I'm trying to see if I can find the photo coming up for the what teams are. I know Aussie teams. Open is in this battle royal from Will. Oh, are they now? Okay. But I know they won't win because um, 
let's see, they're they're scheduled to work March sixth in Japan. So if Revolution is March fifth, that's awful tough to do. Yeah, I think so. Considering you'd lose time going to Japan, not gain time. So yeah, I don't think they'll win. But you know, cool if they're in it. I wish I could find the photo. Um I saw it earlier. Um Yeah, I did Jared, too. Oh, here it is, here it is. Jared and Lee um, you have the Lucha Brothers, you have Blade and Butcher, you have Nice and Davari, you have Dark Order, you have uh, uh, G- uh, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, you have um, Ozzy, you have Best Friends, you have Top Flight, you have Roosh and um, what was uh, it? I don't what are they ten? They changed his name. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if Roosh and and uh... I can't. I blanked on his name too, but I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they actually win and get in that. They're high on Rouge right now. Yeah. Um. So we have that, and then we have the TNT title. It's gonna be Warlow versus uh Joe. Joe. I. Then... Just, I'm just worried. Come on, uh, Con. I know you like to give the people a value for their buck, but the main event will go an hour. So let's not overload this show with matches. And cause I think, and then another match I think they will do will be uh Christian cage returning last week and he attacked jungle boy. So I assume that will be the, a match just to end the feud. Uh, probably. And then of course you're going to get one, if not two women's matches on there. Something to do with storm, uh, Soraya and storm taking yeah. on, you know, Ruby and someone. And then, of course, you're going to get the women's title or the TBS title or probably both on there. So mm-hmm. it's going to be loaded. It'll be interesting to see. The pub, the, uh, they'll have to move some important shit to the buy-in. Yeah. Have you, um, and then um, Hook has been suspended. Have you seen the Bivin stuff with oh, Hook yeah. lately? Oh, yeah. Still Do you see the Mariah Carey video? Yep. Oh. Uh, I love my sons. I love my son. <laughs> <laughs> that popped me pretty hard. Hopefully, um, is so good, man. Yes, he is, and they're using him into the way they should. Yeah, go go figure. Right. Um. Yeah, it'll be good. And then, last thing for uh, AEW is Tony Khan's big announcement for Wednesday. God, I wonder what that is. There, you know, some people are saying maybe another show, but I don't know. Like, I honestly don't know. Like, I'm to be frank, I'm really not looking into it just because I, you know, I when they announced Tony Khan's making a big announcement, I'm trying to stay as far as away as possible from what the spoiler might be. Me too. This time last year is that he bought Ring of Honor. So I don't know. I mean, I know uh, our starts March second on Honor Club. Okay. Uh, tapes February 25th from our Universal Studios weekly Thursdays. He's got a show on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday now. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have some, uh, as we're recording, sir, I have some breaking news. Yeah, break me. Our uh, first match for Hard Luck has been okay. announced. It will be a oh. gauntlet match. Malcolm Flex versus the Massaro family. Ooh, I like it. Give him the give him the fucking hard times he deserves. I want more Massaro family 
in this match. It needs to be 37 on one. We need to see anybody ever that had anything to do with Vinny Massaro. We need to see unknown Blanchards. We need that often talked about but never seen third uh, Blanchard, Jimmy Jack Blanchard. Needs Jimmy to Jack. Yeah. We need we need lots of people. Flex yeah. needs to we, learn the error of his ways. We need we need all the Blanchards to show up. Yep. So. But yeah, that's our first match announced. And uh, get your tickets now at powerprowrestling.eventbrite.com. Um, let's talk about, uh, you know, we, uh, we, you know, we had all this good stuff happen this past week, but something, you know, sad happened. Uh, Jerry Jarrett passed. Yeah. Yeah. So, Joe, um, a very big part of my wrestling fandom is Jerry Jarrett. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no, not for the ridiculously stupid, inane, and sophomoric Bruce Pritchard impersonations, uh, because that fucking wacky uh, didn't get the respect from Jared that he thought he deserved, and he didn't. Bastard. But um, Jerry Jarrett, be that as uh, a man. No. <laughs> Jerry Jarrett, um, easily one of the most important people in wrestling the last 50 years. I mean... A lot of what you see on TV today in terms of how wrestling is produced and shown to you and formatted has a lot to do with Memphis TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all good and bad. Vince Russo could put down Jarrett and the South and all you want, but Memphis TV at times was very Attitude Era in the late 70s and early 80s before there was an Attitude Era. Um, ECW got a lot from Memphis. Because they got a lot from FMW, which got a lot from Memphis. Uh, he was a genius booker, a genius owner, a very over wrestler for a five to six year period. Made a ton of money in the area, mostly because he was the only baby face who was under the age of 50. But hey, um, was a booker by the age of like 26, 27, dude. Um, really smart. Had that sign in his... In his office, it said personal issues draw money. And that's how he based his booking on. It had to be realistic. And it had to be personal issues draw money, man. And it's true. He set, he set records proving that fact. Uh, of course, he was the one who saw the, the level of talent in Jerry Lawler that was there. But not everyone else said, I mean, everybody knew he was good, but then nobody knew he was that fucking good, that he could be the dude in Memphis. And uh, he was. He was really smart with knowing how to book baby faces to come back from personal issues. Uh, He was really good at making money and keeping money. Maybe not giving money so much if you ask (laughs) those wrestlers how much they made. But uh, you know what? He did well. Yeah. Uh, uh, he was one of the few people that Vince trusted enough that when Vince was damn near going to go to prison, he got Jerry Jarrett to, to be the guy that ran the company for him if that happened. Uh, uh, the famous story is back before Vince Sr. died. It was Jerry Jarrett he called. who and He said, look, my son's going to 
He's going to piss off everybody. Uh, he may need your help at one point. Please be there for him. Uh, mm-hmm. So I mean, it goes back that far. Like people, Vince Senior knew that he that Vince would need Jared at some point. Uh, just a real smart businessman. He got it. He knew how to make money. He knew how to. Uh, he knew how to. The best thing about him is he knew how to make money on a deal. He also knew how to get the fuck out of a deal if it wasn't going to make him. Uh, once he got in, once he set up the TNA thing for the weekly pay-per-views and found out quickly that it wasn't going to make money, it took him no time at all to get his ass out of that fire. I was going to say, I, I, I feel like he did that with TNA. So yeah, there it is. Yeah, no, no. He, he found Dixie and he got the fuck off the hook as quick as he could because he's a smart <laughs> businessman. He saw the writing on the wall. Um, uh, you know, I love me some Jerry Jarrett because I love me Memphis. If Memphis wrestling wasn't my, how would I describe Memphis wrestling? It's, it's not my all time favorite territory because that's Jim Crockett promotions at its height. Guilty pleasure. If yeah, it's my, well, you know what? It's more than that. It's my comfort, uh, Comfort, comfort comfort food type thing. Yeah. Yeah. If, if I just want to put on some wrestling that I just didn't know I'm going to enjoy and have fun with, I put on Memphis wrestling for almost from any point. It doesn't matter from the late seventies to the nineties. I just put it on and I know that Lawler's going to cut a promo that makes me happy. And Lance Russell's going to get pissed at a bad guy and something crazy is going to happen. It's my comfort food. And it always has been love me some Memphis. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, pow did a 10 bell salute for him. All, all the, the roster came out surround the ring and they did a 10 bell oh, salute. That's awesome. I'm not surprised. I know Mr. Ubala is also a big preparer of, uh, of Jeff of Jerry Jarrett. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's like that thing, like he passed away Tuesday and Jarrett had a match on Wednesday last week. And they're like, you, you, you know, con, Hey, you don't need to wrestle. And oh, you know, the show must go on. Right. With Jarrett, the Jarrett's. Yeah. I guess Jerry Jarrett's widow was like, no, you go to work and it's what Jerry would have wanted. Yeah. You don't, don't miss the show. Uh, that's the biggest tribute you can give them. Show up. Yeah. Rough, rough month for Memphis though, with Lawler almost dying and then Jared passing away. Yeah. Oh shit. Great. Yeah. Um, the, you know, sadly the, I'm blanking his name right now cause it's not on me, but the actor from, uh, law and order, the one Hogan put to sleep, Richard, Richard Belzer. Yeah. He died. Yeah, he, he passed away yesterday. Yeah, we've had a lot of people, celebrities this year already pass yeah. away. Because yeah, you, you know the the common hey. thing is they come in threes, you know. Yeah, or thirty threes in this case. Yeah, it seems like it's just going quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So rest in peace, Jerry, and fuck you, Bruce Pritchard. That's all I got to say about it. There it is. Okay. Um, we had some homework, sir, as we got to. I I got to pick the match. And uh, I picked Mind Games, Shawn Michaels versus uh, One Mankind, because it's been haunting me since we watched it for the War Stories. Such a good match. It is. It was fantastic. It's like, I forgot that Vader makes the run in and like stops the match, but I'm like, this probably might be, this might be the best match that ended in, well, no, you have the... Hogan, uh, third man thing, but like, you know, one of the best matches to end in a DQ. Yeah. It's, it's a fantastic match and it doesn't even like, 
Like, it doesn't even run it for me that it's a DQ. Uh, yeah. There were so many things in that fucking uh, match that just... Yeah. The, the work outside when they pull the the mat up and then Mankind goes like skull first off it and he ends up underneath the mat and, and Sean jumps onto it and there was just so many things in that match that you didn't see on nationwide wrestling in 1996. If you watch DCW, yeah. Did they did they say like was this maybe one of the first times that someone went through the Spanish announce table for in this yeah. match? Yes, the first time a, a spot like that was set up and done. Yeah, like I love the fact like they pulled the table out and then. Uh, you know, ten minutes later they came back to it, and you you forget about the tables being there. Right. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, it was a great match. Uh, what would you give it? Like, what would you give it? Oh, memory serves. I gave it like four and a half. Yeah. Is there uh, uh any other uh matches on that card that and if anybody should sought out to go watch this? Oh fuck no. Okay. In not fact, the not the casket match. Not they should, they should go out of their way to not watch anything else on Mind Games. Uh right. the card was as follows, sir. Uh the free the free the free for all was Bradshaw against Marty Gennetti. Oh boy. Savio Vega against Marty Gennetti. Not even better. Started, first match on the pay per view, Caribbean strap match, Savio Vega versus Bradshaw. And then Jim Cornette versus Jose Lothario. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then the Smoking Guns defend the tag titles against Owen and Bulldog. And then I'm trying to think what was next. Oh, Henry and oh, Lawler, right? Henry's debut against Jerry Lawler. Yeah. And then um, Undertaker against Goldust in a what was it called? It was final, a casket match, but it was something, yeah. Our final curtain. Yeah. Um, not good. Not good. So I, let's just do it on air because it just came to me. We're going to, you know, you have homework pick for next, right? Yes, I do. I have an idea. Since, you know, it's us two for time for the a little, you know, time being, I, ha- I got an idea. All right. To make, you know, if, you know, if it's a slow week, you know, and I picked mind games, right? I have an idea. Yeah. So. We did a WWE match, right? Yeah. What if if we have the time, if it works, we do two matches, okay? But hear me out. Uh-huh. We do if we do mind games, then you know what was it, October, right? September. September, okay. What is the big match for WCW in September? War you games. Know, of that war games, right? What if we watch start watching both the main the like if you pick a match from um, Mind Games, pick the, the in the uh, whoever in WCW or ECW, depending on who has a pay per view that month. If you picked a WWE match, pick a WCW match as well. That might work along. You know, let's see what the competition is doing. You know, we just did it with War Stories, but you know, one match, not a whole pay per view. Of course. Uh, yeah, that's fine with me. Sounds good. But Let me see. we can start that like next week or something or, you know, down the line when something. Yeah. But you have a match you have set for us for next week. I do. 
Uh, let's see if uh, I, I, I'm, you've probably seen it before. It's pretty famous, but you'll go to the gimmick and you'll go into the wrestling uh, project. Okay. And go to 1992. And you're going to scroll down to where you get to uh, April 5th, 04.05. Okay. Okay. And there you're going to pick Bret Hart versus Roddy Piper, WrestleMania 8. Okay. Intercontinental title match. Haven't seen it, sir. Never seen that match? Never seen it. I know the ending, but I've never seen the match. You're in for a treat, sir. You remember you remember how I used to do the um try to do every rumble leading up to the rumble? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna think I'm gonna try and do that with Mania starting next year. So well, I can maybe start now. We'll see. I'm telling me yeah. if I've if I have time, I'm gonna try and do the you know WrestleMania start at WrestleMania one. Hey, I got news for you, bud. There's been so many and no and there's been so many two night ones now. You might have to start now just to get done by next Mania. Right. Yeah. Um, and okay. I mean, so be not thirty nine. Yeah. Um. But I yeah. I mean try and do that because I know uh, I did out the rumbles and that was fun but you know work schedules might be changing again for the good for good for a good reason uh but we'll see and then i can i'll start doing the wrestlemania once a day once a couple day type thing if i have time if time allows i did it once yeah i did it uh before 18 so i only had to watch 17 of them no that's always smart i'll i'll probably uh skip dallas so it'll be fine oh yeah go ahead i even i wouldn't be for completest (laughs) sake even i wouldn't make you watch that one again yeah, I'm like, ah, it's a wrap, son. I'm good here. So, but okay, Bret Hart WrestleMania eight, got it. Okay, um, again, uh, go to uh, powprowrestling.eventbrite.com. Get your tickets now for Hard Luck. Get them now because hard luck. at this rate, you know, they'll be sold out. So, um, sorry. Anyway. No, no, no worries, no worries. But a theme song for the pay per view of the show. Yeah. In your head, you know, what if you were good with designs and stuff, you would make a montage of each show and you know what the th- you know, the song to that being you'd be the one like the uh old WWF pay per view recaps, that's what you would do with uh Hell you know, yeah. Th- and I would put sound effects in the power show, so like before the main event, I would just yeah. do that. Yeah. The spring, Joe. The cell is lowering. <laughs> That'd be amazing. What's going on? You know, it's, it's war games. No, it's not. It's a, it's a it's a one-on-one match. Don't worry about it, brother. Don't let the good don't let that get in the way of the good story, dude. That's right, brother. But you guys can go to nosoentertainment.com. That's right, nosoentertainment.com. We find all the blogs, all the podcasts, everything that we do for you. Uh, you can uh, find us on the social medias at nosoent or nosoentertainment on Facebook, Twitter, and the Instagram. Uh, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. 